Welcome to Top Shelf Shenanigan, our second mini-sode where we talk about everything and nothing related to 4-3 because neither of us did our homework. Right now, I think I think Nicole's journey this season is going to be really interesting, and I think we might need a few episodes to just talk about her. Which I'm fine with. Yeah. Right now, Winona just seems, like, fucking confused. Although, I would like to eventually theorize about who Cleo is. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> the annoying bitch. Yeah. I'm like, who is she? Like, who did Wy- did Winona not keep her promise, or was it her dad? Yeah, something this girl a, has it out a, for Winona. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be, like, about Winona's dad, though. It's not going to be about Bi- Winona. Though, that's surprising, because Winona pisses everybody off. So the fact that a, a grudge would not be her own doing is kind of interesting. But I feel like she would know the person, though. Yeah. Because she's, like, offensive to your face. She's going to talk shit. She's going to do it right there in front of you. She's not going to do it behind your back. Exactly. She's not the kind of person to do that. And it sounds like I think Cleo's butthurt over something that she did to somebody else or that her dad did to someone else. And it yeah. affected her life. She's annoying. She's very annoying. And there were people that were like shipping Cleo and Winona together. And I'm like, don't do that to Winona. Oh, no. Don't. That's so mean. Do you not like her? Yeah. A lot of it. It was a good episode. It was funny. It had everything that Winona has that makes it charming and addicting. But nothing really stuck with me as much as just Nicole's completely wrecked. Oh, yeah, she's wrecked. And people were, like, mad at Waverly. And I'm like, she's been back for a day. You're not going to be like, hey, what's your problem? Talk about it. Right. And not it's- to do that. I think that, that the end where she said, can you tell me about, you know, your last year and a half? That was a great way to try to open it up mm-hmm. and it wasn't like hey tell me about it it was no can you and right. she obviously knows something's wrong with her you know but you can't just like go to somebody and be like tell me what's wrong right i mean and they are People still that, adjusting to yeah. being home and the changes in yeah you're not gonna immediately ping on every single thing that's out of place especially when it all comes at you all at once yeah you're gonna be like okay okay hold on shit let me put my feet on the ground let me grab hold on to something to try to stop my world from spinning now let's take stock what do i know okay i know that i was gone for 18 months i know that my sister my love of my life and doc is still alive. I'm thankful and grateful for that. I can rely on them to help navigate me through what the hell has just happened. Now, okay, now you branch out from there. Okay, now what has changed? What happened? Why did it happen? Who's in charge? Who caused it? You don't necessarily immediately turn to your right-hand side and see the love of your life, the person that you are fighting so hard to get back to, that you're just so relieved to see alive. You don't necessarily notice or take stock that something's off with them. You're just so relieved to have them by your side. Yeah, and even then, it's like you got to kind of talk about other stuff and get back to everything and Nicole's obviously so distracted and just like she hasn't had a serious conversation with anyone yet no like um, she's barely engaging right the first thing that they do when they see each other though is have a sex marathon yeah so there's not they didn't even talk and Waverly wouldn't have noticed anything was even off with her until the next morning yeah exactly they haven't and And I'm like that's why everyone was so upset Waverly wasn't being like I don't know what they wanted her to do she's not a therapist she's not a psychiatrist like she's not going 
again, she has so much going on. Nicole mm. is, yes, the love of her life, but she's not her world. Yeah, you know? there's also, it's been a day. It's one been a day. day. <laughs> one day. Problems do not get solved in one day. You know what happened in one day? Winona got arrested and they had to go save her. Exactly. She's just like, okay, I'm home. I've got Nicole. Okay, there's a random kid in my yard or my house who's sassy. Wait, there's a trap going off. Okay, we're in danger. So you're automatically in fight mode. And then, okay, phew, it's Doc. Oh, shit. Doc's telling me why Nona's in trouble. Okay. Like, there's no, she hasn't had that time to focus on Nicole. No. I also, I have such a prediction of what's going to happen anyway. But that's just. You should have been recording this because now we're like. I am recording it. Everything's being recorded right now. Shit. Good thing I didn't admit to all that murder I did. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of, like, negativity towards that whole situation. And I'm just like, damn. It's been one episode. It's been one day. Right. I also think it's people, the people that complain are people that have not ever been in a relationship ever with someone. Yeah. And all they see is just. cannot just, like, come at somebody who's clearly suffering from like ptsd anxiety and whatever else is going on you can't just come at them like that yeah she did the absolute right thing of calmly naturally being like can you talk about it in a tone Mm. that is like if you can't i understand i'm still here for you and then she follows up like nicole you know kind of pushes away like oh i i'm gonna go check the traps you know she kind of yeah and then waverly just can i come with you yeah, exact, and that's the exact right response. Not being offended, not yeah, being like, okay, like, oh, well, okay, I'll be here waiting for you when you get back. No, it's okay. I understand that's not a subject you're ready to broach. I want to let you know I'm still here to support you. How about we just go hang out and you kind of show me the life you were living without me, and maybe while doing that, something will come up and something will come out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's also not in Waverly's character to just be like, "You're gonna fucking talk to me about this." It's no. just that would be that's more Winona. That's not Waverly. Yes, Waverly is so much the peacekeeper. Yeah, she's not gonna do that, and she's so I don't want to say sensitive, but I guess more sensitive to other people's feelings and emotions yeah absolutely and i think that just stems from her being pretty much the last standing sane member of this fucking crazy ass family that she grew up (laughs) yeah and it affected her and she probably had to be the peace you know the peacekeeper between her sisters and she probably saw her parents fight a lot and she probably you know obviously she endured a lot of abuse from Mm -hmm. willa and the fact that her dad didn't even know her birthday and so she's coming from a place where she understands shitty things happen trauma yeah and somehow she's come out of it as like a good person then, but she's been alone for so long because, you know, the mom left, the dad died, Willow was gone, and then Winona was institutionalized and shipped away and all of this stuff. And she's made do. And she's strong. I think she's strong emotionally as oh, far yeah. as like. I think so too. She can handle emotions. She understands emotions, but she's also not aggressively like talk to me about what's going on. She understands, you know, people will come to her in their time. And that's not because they don't. It's it's about building not only trust in the person you're about to confide in 
but trust in yourself to allow yourself to be vulnerable. Yeah. And Nicole has always been a straight shooter. She's not the kind of person that, you know, beats around the bush, <laughs> metaphorically. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> she definitely, something changed, something happened, and she's so sheltered and, like, closed off now. I, I feel like she's almost afraid to completely let Waverly back in because she's afraid to lose her again. I think it's that, and I think that she does feel really vulnerable and weak because she's not a cop anymore you know her whole identity was placed in that so (laughs) my thing is is she doesn't actually want Waverly to see her vulnerable and broken either oh I don't think she wants anybody we've never we've never seen Nicole struggle oh absolutely we've seen her hurt and in pain and stuff but we've never seen her have any kind of mental or emotional issues (laughs) she's always had her shit together and now she doesn't and she's like, fuck, I don't want anyone to know. Oh, absolutely. It, she's scared, you know, like Waverly. I'm sure she's probably thinking a million different negative things. Waverly won't love me or want to be yeah. with me. They won't trust me to take care of business anymore. And it's not just obviously stemming from Waverly. You have that moment in the chili cook-off where Winona and Nicole are talking. And she's like, I know, I'm sorry I let everybody down. And yeah. that, that broke my heart. Oh, I know. And that was when Winona immediately stopped joking. Uh huh. And she was and like, she was like, I, you can see her whole face. Just she's uh-huh. like, wait, what the fuck? Like, no, this isn't normal for us. You didn't come back, you know, with a with a line for me. This isn't normal and yeah. she's kind of like thrown off for a second and then she's like okay that's not at all what I meant yeah she I that's like the moment I think that she realizes her best friend her person that she's been able to rely on for so long now through all of this weird shit who wasn't involved because of family ties wasn't involved because of history that revolved around her she pretty much inserted herself willingly into this and she yeah. has been such a strong just like cornerstone of this whole thing now she's broken mm-hmm. now she's doubting herself and I, that was the moment when Ona was like something's wrong yeah and she kind of realizes that like I, I don't that it's such deep and it's played so well that little it, well, it was like what 10 second exchange between yeah, them. Yeah, it, it wasn't long at all. Also, did you look at the onions that they cut? Yes. <laughs> God. I was like laughing while watching the episode live because of the onions. Yeah, they were not, no. It also just made me think of so many, like how funny it would be to watch uh, Winona and Nicole try to like cook dinner for everybody else. Absolutely. Hilarious. I feel like it was funny because Winona's like totally clueless of how to make anything, right? She's like, do I put the cheese in first? first. (laughs) Um, Yes, the answer to that. No, I'm just kidding. And Nicole. I feel that though. Yeah. Nicole is way early. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh God. Yeah, for the most part. I have the habit of reading a recipe and being like, okay, this I can do. And then like losing the recipe because of course it's online. And then I'm like halfway through. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. What do I do? (laughs) That being said, I cook all the time. So um, I'm still alive. So I guess I haven't fucked it up too much. No, you make good food. Yeah, it's simple. I mean, if I lived anywhere near you, I'd probably be 30 pounds heavier. That's fine. Come, (laughs) come my child. I'll fatten you up. (laughs) I would never forget to eat again. You wouldn't. Yeah. I would literally text you like making lunch to you. You want some? It's what I need. 
I totally forgot what I was saying. We were just talking shit about their cooking skills. Oh, we were talking about why Nona and Nicole cooking. Yeah. I feel like Nicole is like me. Like, she can keep herself alive and she can follow a recipe, but she's not a great cook. And I think it, it would be funny if they were trying to cook a meal for somebody. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. I mean, it should. they should have a cooking show. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, a funny name for their show. Whiskey and what the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, purgatory something. Purgatory pies. Ooh. something along that line that's a lot more sexual it would have to be sexual for sure because nicole puts the purgatory word in there and then why nona gets the next choice purgatory pies and 69s (laughs) 61s still one of the funniest jokes in that show yeah so good and that was and it's so quick Uh, yeah he says it so seriously I am becoming not that I didn't like Tim before I liked him I think he's great and he's a great actor I've seen him in other things but I'm becoming more and more just like fond of his comedic ability oh I know I think it's also because I'm starting to get the character of Doc a little bit more Mm-hmm. I didn't get him. I don't know. I'm. I just. I. I think I like Doc more now than I used to. Same. And the biggest thing I think my problem with Doc has been is just he's selfish, and he's and he's supposed to be selfish. That's yeah. his whole. He's immortal. He became immortal to save his own life. You know, he's betray- not betrayed, but like kind of backstabbed his best friend in the whole world. Didn't go with him to whatever they were doing for their little last hurrah and instead made the deal with Cludie to become immortal. And his whole thing is he doesn't want to die. He's so afraid of death. So he does everything to scave that off, stave that off, whatever the right word is there. And he becomes immortal. And you think for maybe just a second, like it's going to humble him and maybe he will become kind of more of a likable character. And and then he goes and becomes a vampire. And then he uses the shitty excuse that he did it for Winona and Alice so that he can be there for Alice when she gets older or this and that. And it's just such a shitty, he's just like a shitty, selfish guy. And his only redeeming quality is just how sweet he is to Winona mm-hmm. and the whole kind of like irresistible draw they have towards each other. And you, you're sitting there kind of waiting for him to be redeemable and to like get his head on straight and start just being a stand up guy. And he just has hasn't done that Um, (laughs) and then but now he kind of is on that path I feel like maybe maybe we'll see I think he's always going to do some questionable things like blackmailing people and whatnot but it's also one of those things where I'm like damn you know what I wish I could be like that sometime. You know, and that's the thing. Like I, when I was watching the scene between him and the vampire club owner and he's yeah. making the deal about how he basically hijacked their, their liquor. And yeah, I, I, I said, love that whole thing. I'm like, get your money, dude. Yeah. And at first I was like, okay, Doc's up to his old ways again. What is he getting at now? But then I realized that's just how when he was alive and before he was put into the well for 160 years, like that's how you went about business in that time you know oh you, yeah you had to you Old were West, shady man. yeah you were shady you made deals you blackmailed you you know did that and so like watching that scene and kind of remembering like that's still who doc is at you know he lived however many years 30 something years 40 something i don't know how old doc holiday was when he died but yeah in that know. in that life doing that thing and then he completely was that person when they put him in the well and he's only had a couple years with the herbs and this whole new modern society 
he's still he's still gonna go back to his roots he's still that's who he is especially in now purgatory's overrun with baddies essentially there's corrupt people in charge he's gonna take advantage of that so i'm like yeah you go girl you get yours he died at age 36 there you go so i mean 36 years compared to he also went to a pennsylvania college for dental school yeah, he was a dentist. Yeah. In the 1800s. Yeah. Which means he gave them cocaine and pulled their teeth. Probably. Wow, this Wikipedia page is interesting. I'm about to take a really, like, deep dive. <laughs> Dive into Doc Holiday. <laughs> Speaking of, um, was this is a terrible segue, but was I the only one that wanted him and the vampire to start making out? I don't think so. I, there's some tension there for sure. I was like, okay, all right. But then at, at the same time, I was like, hey, don't do it because Winona, obviously. He's finally reconciling his feelings for Winona. They're finally. They, I am. I like still can't decide if I think that they are or if they're just gonna go right back into that thing where they're just like they they'll sleep together but then the next day they're both with somebody else i don't know i I thought they kind of had that moment in the garden and then right afterwards where they were about to kiss and then they saw the people hanging in purgatory no we'll see where they i always feel like they're having a moment and then it just gets like fucked up somehow so true but i feel like they were as close to being completely open and honest with their feelings as they get. Yeah, true. And it's not, they're not going to straight out come and be be like, I love you. But they're going to be like, let's make out and kiss and look into each other's eyes and then say like nice words to each other. And that's like the same thing on their level, you know? So I don't know. Who knows? You know, when I thought Nedley was dead, I was real upset. I was too. I was like, fuck. It was like my worst fear going into that episode is that Nedley was actually going to be dead. But like, it's so funny because he's never been like the bad guy. He's never been like, but he's just grown into so much more of like, a lovable, like part of this family, Mm -hmm. even like reluctantly so. But and now it's just like he's such a he's a staple of the family. He's a member of the family. And it's like this is not going to be the same without him. No. And, and I don't think the show would be either, to, to be honest. I just no. I don't know. I really like him. Yeah, same. And it was good to see Chrissy back. I know. Did I like manifest that? You did, <laughs> which was funny. I liked seeing her back and she was already a throwdown. She was. I would have loved to see her fight. Yeah. I'm kind of sad she left Purgatory, though. I know. I was just, but, I was kind of like, okay, well, there she is, and there she goes. There she's not. But did she leave permanently, or did she leave solely so she could tell Jeremy that they were back in town? I'm not really sure, because Nicole does tell Nedley, like, you should take Chrissy and go. Which, obviously, Nedley didn't leave, but he no. probably, he could have sent Chrissy away. So, it could be that she is going to, you know, so she's safe. Or it was, for the fact, just telling Jeremy. But That's interesting, I mean, too. I also feel like any, like, there was another way to get a hold of Jeremy. Maybe, but, so he's, I mean, I haven't looked too far into it or theorized too much about it, but essentially what you're seeing is he's working for whatever corporation came and evacuated everybody. Yeah. Right? So Mm -hmm. you're assuming they're a government agency. Are they BBD? Is it somebody else? I feel like it could be BBD or what BBD has become. Right. So then you're thinking. So he's just going back to maybe what he knows. Which I don't blame him for at all. No. Uh, I also think that maybe him and Nicole had some sort of falling out. Oh, you think so? Well, because she woke up, she was on the train with Kate. She didn't know where Jeremy was. 
Yeah, but they, um, in the newer episode, they talk about it. Somebody, I think Waverly or Doc asks her who she knows, like where they are. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Jeremy's around, but I haven't, I haven't talked to him in months. So do you think the part of the plan was they agreed he should go and work for this government agency to be on the inside so that know. when Winona, Doc, and Waverly come back, they have knowledge of what's going on? So I feel like it could be that or what's going to happen is I think Nicole will never stop believing that they were coming back. Like full on her t-shirt said it all, loyal. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe Jeremy could have been the opposite where he was like, Nicole, they're not coming back. Like, it's time to move on. We need to figure out our lives. And that he might have fallen into that. Right. Because, I, you know, it's a year and a half. Like, would you yeah. really be like, oh, they're not dead? <laughs> right. And, I mean, Jeremy's smart, but he's a survivor. He He's also a scientist. Right. It, it, he's, he's, um... Like, that would be science. Like, to him in his mind, I just think that he would be like, this is so illogical. I can't even let myself begin to believe that because also hope can be devastating to hold on to hope like that. Oh, yeah. So I, I honestly, I'm, that's where I think it's going is that he was just kind of telling Nicole she needed to stop and they fought about, they had an argument about it. So do you think, say that's kind of what happened? They had a falling out? I think. I think also she said Robin's dead or Uh, she doesn't know where Robin is. And I think that could play into Jeremy just being like giving up. Yeah. Yeah. Same. No, yeah. To mention that, which I'm a little, I liked Robin. So that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. And I picked up on that immediately. That was like one thing that I was like, oh, Robin's no longer in the picture. Yeah. I mean, who's going to like potatoes? (laughs) I mean, they fucking killed a microbe monster with kombucha. (laughs) That, Ra- that Rachel made, so maybe she'll be the potato liquor now. Yeah, true. Are you hoping for flashbacks or just would you be fine with a simple explanation? I would love flashbacks. Yeah, I think I definitely want flashbacks. Although I, feel- I think some of them might be really depressing, but I want them. Bring it on. I love Right. I'm sorry, but. Also, I- how about Twitter blowing up with everybody thinking that Nicole has definitely cheated at least once on did you see any of that? No, I didn't. They're not like, oh, she's she was gone for a year and a half. Look at all the shame in her eyes while they're talking about stuff. And I'm like, why would you think that? Like, this bitch is broken. She's not shameful over hiding like a hookup. Oh my god, that is such. <laughs> I just I wish you could so see. My... <laughs> I wish you could see my face right now. Also, they would not have put Nicole in a loyal shirt because that was an ignorant like point of view and i'm like i'm sure this is some 15 year old just really thinking that they understand body language and relationships yeah that's a because i'm like this is so far off of anything that i've seen in this new season that doesn't yeah it's somebody who doesn't understand they think that relationships is just sex and that's not the case and you know what? So what if well, Nicole- my thing was even if they do go that route, which I don't think that they'll do, because honestly, that's really lazy writing. If totally. that's if that's what you want to do to cause some drama when they're clearly already going more of the PTSD anxiety, you know, almost like mental health mm-hmm. thing instead, which is much more creative and much better to do. Mm-hmm. That I just would be so disappointed if they did that, like, whole, you know, if you want to call it cheating or whatever thing to drama, um, you know, drama between Nicole and Waverly, which they've already kind of 
they when she when Waverly kissed Rosita, that was already that's enough. That was enough. That they touched that trope they, of cheating. Yes. And so they don't need to do it farther and make it, you know, even I don't know. That, grosser? I, yeah, it would be. It would be gross to do it. I'll say that. And I, I will say that if that happens, uh, that would be something where I would be like, that writing was shitty. When normally, like, I love the writing in the show and I love the storytelling. But if they went down that route, I'd be like, yeah, that's shitty. That's so shitty. So yeah. lazy. That would I would lose so much re- just respect because it doesn't need to be done no. to create drama. Nicole is fucking broken. That yeah. is enough drama. That it's And it's good drama to show because that is way more relatable for people, I think, where, you know, maybe you can relate to Waverly and your partner's having issues or you can relate to Nicole where you've had issues and you're trying not to have them. (laughs) And so I think that that route is so much better. And I really do think that that's what they're going to stick with. Oh, of course. That that, I'm glad I hadn't seen that because that just makes me so... (laughs) I'm so sorry I brought it up. <laughs> no, it's fine. I think we had a good discussion about it and I got to air, you know, we got to say our opinions, which... Well, it was something where I saw it and I've been trying to, like, keep it inside and not tell you because... No, tell um, me. Like, tell me everything. Or, or keep it inside for the po- podcast, right? <laughs> well, it wasn't even... I wasn't going to bring it up. But then I was like, I got to talk about this because my head's going to explode because it made me so mad. <laughs> that's what this... That's what... That's what we're doing here, toots. <laughs> We're talking about it. Are we? What, did we somehow transport back to the 40s? Is that one that? Hey, look at the gams on that ham. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> I'm going to make that its own little sound bit and just send Please. it every single Please. day. Ah, look at the hams on that gams. Oh, that was even backwards. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, that's the point of our podcast is uh, we get to talk about the things that we want. Mm-hmm. And if you don't listen, you don't listen. No, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad I hadn't seen that because I my blood would have been boiling. Mm-hmm. Would it have boiled enough for you to comment on the person's post? Depends on the state of mind I was already <laughs> in when I saw that. I think I just immediately scrolled past it because I was just like, ugh. Yeah, I I have gotten really good at the whole like do not engage mm-hmm. sitch, um, which kind of goes back to something that we were talking about, I think in episode three, uh, which has we haven't put up yet about like do you yeah you you do you it's not bugging anybody you know if it's not harmful it's not illegal just do you um but if some if you see something you don't like you don't have to be rude to that person just move on and so i probably would have been like oh well that's a really fucking stupid theory and (laughs) i don't agree but i'm gonna move on yeah i mean i don't engage on things that i like most of the time let alone things i don't like yeah no that's why i'm i'm the one behind our twitter yeah if anybody, I, I like things and retweet things sometimes, but I never comment or respond to things. Right, like ninety-five. I'm, I'm, af- I'm afraid of people talking to me. <laughs> you really are. I'm the human shield for that. Yeah, you're so. my. Well, we're both introverted, but yeah. you are the mask of an extrovert better than I do. Yes. Well, <laughs> I, I I grew up in a time where so quickly nobody had an outlet on the internet, and then all of a sudden there was social media where you could. Share Share your opinion to anybody, everybody, nobody. And it's out there so quickly and people are responding so quickly that like I went from not being able to express anything to now being able to express it. And who the fuck cares if they see it 
or not. And so I, I think that's part of me being just like, you know what, I'm going to say this comment or whatever. And if people like it, they do. And if they don't, oh, well, that I think that's kind of why I've taken over, you know, interacting with the people, the people's on the tweeters, which I appreciate. And that doesn't mean that I hate anybody or mm-hmm. wouldn't talk to anybody. I'm just I don't know. You just don't put your, yourself out there like that. Well, if just, someone if someone sent us pictures of their pets, I would comment on this. True. I, yeah. I would have so much to say. But, and if I'm sure if anybody, uh, you know, added us or DM'd us or whatever, you would respond to that. If you were busy. Right. Or I would bring <laughs> it up to you. But Yeah, or I mean, I highly doubt anything would be directed at me because then I would have to respond. Or I right. could tell you to pretend to be me. Right. Or I could be like, how would you like to address this? <laughs> so far, we've gotten no hate, which is a positive. I mean, considering all of the hateful things I said about khakis and Stetson. <laughs> <laughs> considering all the hate that is flying around the world right now and how the little things are setting people off. I'm surprised we've not gotten any hate. We've gotten a little bit of love and I enjoy that. Yes, so. same. And we're trying to share the love and spread it as much as you guys are. So that's a, that's what we're here for. That's what we want to see. How long well, was that? Was that I like a mini-sode? I don't know. <laughs> We also had no introduction. We just started fucking talking. That's fine. You can always edit, cut, and paste an intro. So this is Kelly editing in the future, realizing that we didn't really close out the minisode. We awkwardly recorded an intro for it and then tried to place it at the beginning of our conversation. And the whole edit at the beginning is awkward. So I apologize for that. And I also apologize for this awkward ending that we forgot to record. We weren't really planning on making a minisode at the time. We were just planning on working on episode four for our podcast. And then we just kind of started talking about the newer episode and then we kind of decided together hey maybe we can edit something quickly together and kind of make a mini-sode so it's a little awkward and a mess but at this point that's just our brand if you're listening you already know where to find our podcast so on twitter we are at ts shenanigans feel free to dm us and tweet us some of your favorite fan art fanfic you know, whatever whatever you seem to like in the fandom, just send it our way. We are looking for some fan art to uh, purchase for a future giveaway. So if you have something that you like, please send it to us. Okay, bye.